<laughs> oh well it's good timing <laughs> yeah you heard it here breaking news hey it's time to start a podcast about that one man oh. welcome to the Steelers realm podcast Here are the boys of Steelers Realm. Oh, uh, thank you, Andy. And we're back, Steeler Nation. What's up, boys? Back in the saddle, man. Hey, how is everybody? And I feel like we should, like, reintroduce ourselves to each other. Like, it's been so long, like... <laughs> Yeah, well, well, you know, we don't have Steeler football, to, uh, playoff football to talk about with them. So, hey, you know, uh, playoffs. playoffs, time to, to get a break, too. But, yeah, that's a player of the yeah, year. Who good. gets that? Yeah, Steelers Nation, we are Steelers Round Podcast. I'm JT, Freight Train, and the famous TA. That's me. Bringing it to you <laughs> like only we can do. Hey, Chris yeah. Elliott in the house. Hey, man. Good to see you too, buddy. Wow. Hi, Chris. Christopher. Yeah, the man. man. Good. Right? Was it Chris Bringing the, the news. Bringing and the news. There's our buddy on. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yes. Yes. Hey. Hey. We didn't leave forever. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out, man. Let's go Clearly Steelers. They yep. That's what well, yeah. guys. Before we get started on all of this, I, I, I we, we kind of got a little bit of a recap. I mean, what was your guys' thoughts and feelings on how the the playoffs went, man? I mean, I love that Baltimore lost. I mean, that was the highlight of the playoffs for me. I did not want to see them go to the Super Bowl, and Lamar is exactly who we thought he was, right? <laughs> that should be on a commercial on our T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what well, they thought he was. Exactly. <laughs> Can't throw a pass. Can't it's not throw a pocket pass. passer. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with my original T-shirt. I don't have it here, but. But I mean, it kind of. I mean, obviously, when you look at the two teams that are in the Super Bowl, I mean, it's kind of the tale of two seasons. You know, we thought San Francisco was going to be the dominant team throughout the whole year, and they find themselves in the Super Bowl. They had a couple slip ups against really good teams, but they clearly are that dominant team in the NFC. And then you look at the Chiefs, who were an absolute train wreck for probably four four weeks. You know, they didn't have any wide You're receivers right. that could catch right. the ball. Their running game disappeared. And then all of a sudden, it's like Andy Reid's flipped the switch, and here they are back in the Super Bowl. When the playoffs start and the lights shine the brightest, they show up. Yeah, and, and you definitely have to give that to Kansas City. I mean, because they definitely turned it on when it mattered the most because they went up against some good defenses and they were the underdogs throughout the entire That's the right. entire playoffs. <laughs> so I, I gotta hand it to KC. On the other hand, man, I was so I felt I really felt for the Lions, man. I, I cannot yeah. believe they choked that game. And then to see Dan at the end of it crying. That I mean, that said it all, dude. <laughs> it's his own fault, though. I mean, his over eagerness and aggressiveness is what cost his football team. I mean, there was twice he could have turned it into a three possession football game, and he failed to do so. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But you know what? I also understand. You live by the sword, and you die by the sword. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. and that's exactly the way he went in with that mentality. And you know what? I love that mentality for as far as a player and a coach goes, knowing that my coach is willing to go the extra mile. If mm -hmm. anything, those players should feel horrible that they let him down. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and the offensive coordinator, I mean, those were kind of – they looked like the Pittsburgh Steelers on fourth down. Like, they were terrible play calls. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I'm pretty sure Matt Canada was on the sideline. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Matt Canada's aura uh, preceded yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, they needed two yards on the one, and they threw the ball 20 yards down the field. <laughs> Yep, and, but, and here we are now. We've got a repeat, guys. So, I guess JT, without further ado, buddy, it's all up to you. Uh huh. Yeah, no doubt, man. Let's get started on this. But I just wanted to throw in my couple two cents here. Um, oh, oh, JT's got two cents. Wait a uh, second. That's what? about it. That's about it. When it comes to time between you two, that's about <laughs> all my two cents I can get in. But uh, yeah, no, I I I have to agree with you, freight train. Watching Baltimore just turn into the Browns again in the yeah. in the playoffs, uh, that was that was sweet. I was disappointed in the Bills. I thought they would have given them a better game. Um, Changed their game plan on the last drive of the football game. Josh Allen didn't make the right decisions. No, no, and um, you know, as far as San Francisco, that's you know. Even watching them play the play us the beginning of the year and how bad of an ass whooping they gave us, um, I thought that's that's one really good team. And mm. you know, I I think as far as Super Bowl, uh, yeah, you know, you have to give it to Andy Reid for pulling it out, and uh, Mahomes and Kelsey, your deadly doer. You know, they are they are the the modern uh, Brady and Gronk, and so you know, they and, and they records and they've been there. They've been there, so we'll get into predictions and things uh, a little bit later too. But um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. You know, it sucks that the Steelers aren't in, but yeah, you know, we can't be there every year. Well, it'd be nice <laughs> isn't isn't that a glass is half full <laughs> statement there? I'd like to just sniff decade. it for a minute. <laughs> yeah, maybe win a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Let's start there. I don't know, but yeah, we, hey, we got that big game coming up Sunday, six thirty kickoff uh, in uh, Vegas. Man, that have you seen pictures of that stadium? Holy shit, Allegiant Stadium! Uh, yes, dude, I, I was I was actually at the uh, at the uh, oh, I got to think about this now. What the hell is the name of that damn hotel? Literally right outside. It's a great big complex. Uh, I'll think about it, but I literally stayed there for a week looking at this thing and it is just <laughs> no as shit. big as this thing looks on tv man it yeah. is massive only thing i didn't get a chance to do man is is go out there and uh and i want to take a tour of it but we didn't get a chance to well we couldn't take a chance Ooh, of losing you to the black hole <laughs> hey smoke in the house what's up buddy uh yeah Turnovers wasn't bad play overall. Can't turn the ball over a goal line, throwing an ugly pick. Jeremiah chiming in. Both rappers and the clowns losing. Yeah, can't can't forget about uh, watching the Browns losing. And then what a debacle the Bengals season was too. Really, not to not to uh, regress, digress. Well, I mean, you lose your franchise quarterback, it's going to go downhill pretty quick. Yeah, we'll get to that, Chris. Um, That's not true. Look how ours exceeded. We went to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I, I did statement. this time off. I completely forgot how big of a comedian you were. <laughs> oh. All right. So I'm sure everybody's playing planning their big game weekend and big game parties or whatever. But um, yeah, it's starting at 6:30, so you get time to uh, do up the food and everything. If you're watching on TV, CBS and Nickelodeon. Uh, it's slimed, baby. Yeah, I guess uh, uh, we're going to see that slime. <laughs> Players are going to get slimed on the sidelines. Is freight train? Is that the channel you're watching with all I the kids? I might have to flip it over there. <laughs> yes. Yep. I might have to. It's yep. on twenty four seven at at the freight train household. I man. wonder what kind of halftime show Nickelodeon will have because they can't be showing the same Usher one, right? Do they have like SpongeBob SquarePants come out and like do a? No, we'll you know, have Usher. They're going to have the green slime gusher. <laughs> His cousin Gusher. Right. See? 
How long you been holding that one in your pocket? <laughs> I, I just actually came up with that one right there on the spot. Man. So, so this is going to be a toned down version, huh? It'd be a toned down version, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, well, we got the, uh, uh, well, I don't know. We call him the Dream Team, but Jim Nance doing play by play, as to be expected. It's CBS broadcast. Tony Romo, color. Tracy Wolfson on sideline and uh, Evan Washburn also sideline on the game call. And so uh, there you go. If you want to listen to it, I don't know. Turn on the TV and don't watch and listen. I don't know. I feel like you can't just listen to a Super Bowl. <laughs> like you just you have to watch it. I mean, with the commercials and everything. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. What, I'm wondering. what is the percentage of fans that will actually listen to the Super Bowl? Well, you know what? Low. Your favorite announcer. Funny, funny story was the the Super Bowl where it was the Patriots and the Giants, and there was a lot of bad weather. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that was the game, um, and the power went out. I was over at my mom's house. We were all the whole family came over. So this is in like the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay, uh, all right, but um. Anyhow, the power went out, and that was it, man. We had like, we had uh, battery powered radios there, and we just like lit a shitload of candles and hung out and listened to the game with the whole Super Bowl. It was kind of cool, actually. Oh, you mean it rained where you? I thought you were talking about it was like the Super Bowl, and it made yeah, it, like, no, no, no. Okay. We're, okay. We were getting I a bunch you. of storms, and okay. something knocked the power out. I got you. So, okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. But that that was about yeah, the only time. I'd, yeah, I want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. But pretty decent game. Uh, but anyhow, it's that's a that's a dome stadium, right? So uh, indoor event. But yeah, we've we've seen weather affect other uh, dome stadium events, haven't we? Absolutely. Wasn't Dallas come to mind mm-hmm. with the ice storm they had. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, so well. Kansas City leads the series eight to seven uh, in postseason. Uh, they are one and zero, and this is again a repeat of Super Bowl fifty four. So, uh, hence you know, the one and zero. Hence the one and zero. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Niners five and two Super Bowl record. Uh, and how about this guy, Brock Purdy, going for his first Super Bowl win, and Forty uh, ers You know. Coming back in a revenge game here, I guess. I going for the repeat. This is like you know Rocky Balboa and Apollo right here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, isn't Brock Purdy a story in itself, though? Too really, I absolutely, man. I mean, mystery relevant. <laughs> That's crazy. It is crazy. It's like he, he plays the system well, back? right? I mean, he makes the throws he has to. I mean, he's. You know, I'm not going to break it down right now. I'll wait for for the actual breakdown. But he's kind of that quarterback you got to rattle to throw him off his game because if he just sits in the pocket, he's going to tear you apart. Yeah, yeah. He cool as a cucumber. <laughs> yeah. So now on the <laughs> on the other side of the fifty, Kansas City uh, with their record of three and two, and Mahomes for going for his third in seven years. So. Can you believe that three Super Bowl is going for his third Super Bowl win? I mean, this is what his fourth Super Bowl, right? Yeah, fourth appearance. Yep, fourth appearance mm-hmm. in seven years. Again, and that's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Don't worry, Kenny. We still have hope in you too, buddy. This was only yeah. your first year. Next year, you're going on a five-year Super Bowl run. <laughs> Depends what happens There's- in the off season. There's oh, <laughs> trades already already counting draft picks. No, <laughs> looking at somebody that plays for another team. <laughs> You're going to have to give up draft picks. You're counting draft picks. Well, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. See, so yep. you, you guys putting any you guys putting any money on the game? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, in one of those pools. Freight yes. train. Pick I got. I just, pick your mic up, dude. Oh, is it stuck in my sweater? It's just like. Can you hear me? Yeah. 
loud and clear. It was it was rubbing something earlier. Oh, it must have been rubbing my my sweatshirt. I I apologize, but yeah, man, I'm a betting man now. All right, okay. Yeah, um, definitely taking the over for sure. Forty-seven and a half. Yeah, I think it's gonna be more. I'm, and this, today I'm going to be a betting man. You just woke up. One oh, morning. I've been, I've been on being here? a betting man yeah, ever since ever since it was legalized in the state of Ohio. <laughs> I'm taking you that and, free money, baby. <laughs> you and DraftKings are like that. Fanduel, Fanduel's more my oh, speed. FanDuel. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fanduel. <laughs> but like, there's a couple good bets. Like, they got one that's either either quarterback to catch a pass from a non-positional player at like plus twenty four hundred. Which is really good. I mean, we've seen it in prior Super Bowls. They got another one that a non-quarterback throwing a touchdown pass at like plus 3,500. We've seen that before multiple times. In our own Super Bowls, Antoine Randall out Tynes Ward. So it's happened before. And you know these teams go to the back of the Denny's menu on these play calls and bring out something that they (laughs) haven't showed all year. So I'm taking those odds. So what's so what's the odds on the quarterback throwing to the quarterback for a touchdown? Because we've seen that almost. I don't the think they have that. Year. I don't. I'd have to. I have to dive into my FanDuel app to see if I can find. I get. I guarantee it's probably plus three hundred and fifty thousand. Well, if, <laughs> if he would have made the right cut, Lamar Jackson could have been the one to be the quarterback and the receiver. Probably. To score it. It, it, yeah. He was and his I'm own not, quarterback and receiver. And I'm not um I'm not turning this into a betting show. I don't condone betting if you don't have the money to do it. Um, you know, don't come in the comment section giving me a one eight hundred gambler hotline number. I, I can keep it contained. But they have Christian McCaffrey at an anytime touchdown score at like plus one hundred, and then they have his MVP odds are plus 420, which is really high because when you look at it in that San Francisco offense, who does that offense primarily run through? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So I think he has very, very good odds to get that MVP award compared to Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes. I think he's just in line with those guys. Uh, And by the way, fans, go ahead and start putting the 1-800- Gambling <laughs> up on the board now, please, because after what you just heard, and anybody who says, I do not need it, or do I have a problem, <laughs> remember, the first step is always, always I'm just saying, amazing. I think it's a pretty, I mean, put a couple bucks on it. I mean, what's a couple bucks? Now, I'm not saying put $10,000 on it, but like, hey, two bucks, get 40-some dollars? I mean, shoot. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Put pizza money on it. How about that? There you go. Put all your coffee savings. There you go. So we we were talking about this earlier, or maybe wait, maybe it was in the green room. Maybe it was it was live. I don't know. Halftime show, Usher. Yeah, Brian, I'm gonna watch it. Thunderclap, yo. Thunderclap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about betting. They even have the betting on what he's going to open the show with, whether it's yo, hello, yo, yo, yo. I'm like, are you kidding me? Ah, oh, dude, no. He's going to come out with, like, confessions, dude. You know any Usher music? Do you know Absolutely Usher? Not. Hell no. Do I look like <laughs> an Usher? I mean, I'm more I don't of a, know. I'm more of a green slime gusher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean... It could be, yeah, but that's his, like, big hit with, like, Ludacris and stuff. He's got to save that for the end. Like, that's when you get the crowd really going. I thought you were going to go for yabba-dabba-doo. We're not the Flintstones here. Oh, okay. (laughs) That might be on Nickelodeon, though. Hey, look, the only bet I got on there is whether or not Taylor Swift makes it to the Super Bowl. Oh, what are those odds? Freight train. They don't. They don't have any Taylor Swift bets. They said she can in her private jet. No, I'm sure that the 17 year older is posting up as he follows it. You heard that story, right? A 17 year old. 
Yeah, she filed a cease and desist order for this kid to stop posting the whereabouts and her travel of her, her private plane. Have you heard that? No. <laughs> yep, it is true. Big news. I mean, when you Headline play, news there, when folks. When you sing teeny bopper music, you're going to bring in the teeny boppers, right? I mean. <laughs> but don't you dare post anything about where I'm going. Uh, I mean, oh, my. Anyhow. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hit some by the numbers, man. I'm kind of Jones, and it's been weeks since we've had yeah. by the numbers segment. So, yeah. Ray Train, why don't you take it over, man? Hey, we got some fun, silly by the numbers to start you out with. Get you in a good mood before we get to the stuff. So, we're going to start off with number 60, and it will cost the city of Las Vegas $60 million to host the Super Bowl. However, the economic benefit should be around $1 billion. Those those slot machines and them gambling tables oh, God, yeah. are going to be piled high. They don't have enough Brinks trucks to take to Nevada to take all that money in. <laughs> That's crazy. So, moving That's on. That's a lot of smolas. Yeah. Pesos. Pesos. So, so, <laughs> so, so moving on. We got the number 200. 200. Uh, the NFL is expecting approximately 200 million viewers, not including Swifties, which should add, what, <laughs> another 150 million? Uh, yeah, at least. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> now, moving on, we got the number eight. It's the average Super Bowl ticket is going for 8000 $554. The most expensive ticket on StubHub is $89,000 wow. per ticket. Is that the Swifty booth? That's got to be down there. <laughs> That's to be up there with Taylor and Jason Kelsey. Yeah, Donna. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's, that's not pocket change by any stretch of the imagination whatsoever, which... Guys, the Super Bowl isn't for the average fan anyways. These are all corporate mm. guys. You're not going to see guys oh, like God, us yeah. going yeah. to the Super Bowl. You're just not. It's it, it's not affordable for the normal normal person. Not saying those people aren't normal, but that could be debated. But anyways, moving on, we got the number seven. 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 A 32nd commercial spot for this year's Super Bowl. Seven million doll hairs seven million dollars for 30 seconds can you yeah, imagine? i mean you need you know how much money your commercial would rack up they only give you 30 seconds come on now <laughs> look they'd be lucky to get seven dollars for me <laughs> yeah. yeah so we move on to 250 250 million pounds of avocados are going to be consumed for the Super Bowl, making the Super Bowl the number one consumption occasion <laughs> for avocados. I'm an avocado guy. Moly, man. That's yeah. right. Yes, I, there will be some at my house, so I am part of the avocado. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's it. That's, that's their Valentine's Day. Yes. That's their Christmas Eve. That's yeah. where they make it. Yep. Yep. That's where that's where the cartel really booms with their avocado sales. Yeah. Did I yeah. just say that live? You did. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we have 1.45. The Americans will devour 1.45 billion wings while watching the game. I will also be included in that number on my spread at home. That's them damn Americans. <laughs> Yes. Between the avocados and the wings, man, we could feed the poor for the rest of the year. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and to round out our funness by the numbers, as TA would call it, the funnest. 89. <laughs> Taylor Swift will fly 8,900 miles to watch Travis play as long as her show doesn't get run over in Tokyo, Japan. Oh man! Then she got to fly back, and she has well, some, how, how a, long? Another... Is, how long is a flight from Tokyo to 
Las Vegas. Do we even know that? What is it? Uh, like Twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, something like it's that. about sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, the way this it's... El Nino weather pattern's been kicking up, it might be a bumpy ride. Mm. I'm no weather man, and this isn't a weather broadcast, so moving on from that one as well. Now we're getting into the real by the numbers. Okay. We got the number three. Mahomes will be an underdog for the third straight game. That's the first time ever that this has happened in his career. Yeah. Mahomes is 3-0 and as an underdog in a playoff game. Really got to think about that when you're betting on your money lines on who's going to win this game. Gambler's Anonymous here. I <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't there know he is. to bring it up. There he you is. Know. He has a problem. <laughs> he does. But hey, when the you know when the chips are down, he shows up. It sounds an awful lot like a guy that used to play in New England. Of course, he wasn't always an underdog, but showed up when it mattered most, right? Oh yeah. Too bad Gambler wasn't around when. He played. Anyways. There he is. <laughs> we Every got the paragraph number... he goes through. He's got a g- gambling. <laughs> Mention this. We what got the... for Andy Reid. <laughs> we got, got the number four. <clears throat> Andy Reid is the fourth coach to ever make five or more Super Bowls. The included is Bill Belichick, Don Shula, and Tom Landry. This will also be the fourth instance of a Super Bowl rematch between head coaches. The coach that won the first matchup also won the second in all three previous instances. It's kind of crazy, man, to think about that. Yeah. Doesn't. Sorry to say, in frame. Well, you got to think, you know, Kyle's going to have a little bit of motivation too because uh, last Super Bowl he was in, his team blew a 28 to 3 lead, and he was the offensive coordinator. It's a little. So, moving on, we got the number six. The 49ers are trying to win their sixth Super Bowl, which would be tied with, of course, the Patriots and the Steelers for most in any team in NFL history. This is also the sixth consecutive Super Bowl in which at least one of the starting quarterbacks will be playing on his rookie contract, which would be Brock Purdy because Mahomes got his payday. Then we got 13.7. The Chiefs are allowing just 13.7 points per game this postseason. Uh, The fewest points per game allowed by any team during a three-game playoff run in the last decade. Now moving on to number 14. Patrick Mahomes has recorded 14 playoff wins, tied for the third most among all quarterbacks in NFL history. The new Tom Brady, well, that's debatable, depending on who you ask and what fan base they're from. Mm. Yeah. And moving on, we got 16. The 49ers are 16-1 and when Christian McCaffrey runs for 85-plus yards in his San Francisco career, regular season, and playoffs. So there's your MVP line right there if you're gambling. There you go. See, that's why I brought it up first, and we got the stats to prove it. So. All righty. At least I wasn't the first one that brought up gambling. (laughs) So, moving on, we have number 19. Hold on. Hold on. Anybody need a bathroom break? Yeah, this is probably the. This is hey, probably if the anybody record. needs a bathroom break, take a break now. <laughs> this is a record. I, I feel like this is only halfway through this. So, the, anybody, the background music has looped three times since we started. <laughs> Just three times? Yeah. <laughs> now it's four. Yeah, that's a minute track, too. I promise I'm almost done here. <laughs> so we got We got the number 19. Travis Kelsey has 19 career receiving touchdowns in the playoffs, three shy of tying Jerry Rice for the most in NFL history. And then we got 28. Patrick Mahomes will be the youngest quarterback to start in four Super Bowls at the age oh, of 28. Wow. Um, 
Next, we have 111.2. Mr. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Brock Purdy has a passer rating of 111.2 in his first 26 starts, the highest of any quarterback in the first 26 starts in the Super Bowl era, including playoffs. Shit, could this be like the two Tom Brady's of this decade going after each other for the next 10 years? Mm. Well, I'm not going to put Brock Purdy and Tom Brady in the same breath until he at least gets a couple Super Bowls. Mahomes is fair. Mahomes is fair, but Purdy, we got to see what you do here. Um, hey, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl too. So. Uh, that's unbelievable. That was his defense. <laughs> it wasn't Flacco. <laughs> next, Andy. next we got one thousand. With the Chiefs win, Travis Kelsey can become the third player in NFL history to record five career seasons with a thousand receiving yards and win at least three Super Bowls. Wow. Yep, the other two were Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin. Wow. You know, when you look at that, to think our trio, how much wasted talent and time we had with our trio. Oh, for sure. Antonio, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon could have both been up there easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mahomes would have had company with the three Super Bowls if you know Tom Brady never existed because Roethlisberger would be in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Next, we go to 1994. The 49ers are looking to win the Super Bowl for the first time since 1995, the 1994 season, though. Uh, They have lost their last two Super Bowl appearances. Hmm. And to round this sucker out, I mean, JT's not even playing the background music. That's how far (laughs) down he is with it. We ran out of tape, dude. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And somehow... Oh, bear with me here. Tape wore out. We have 2005. The Chiefs seek to be, become the first back-to-back Super Champions since the Patriots in 04 and 05, the 03, 04 seasons. That's kind of amazing when you think about that. It I mean, is. It's been... It's, yeah. it's been Fifteen years, over almost two decades since somebody went back to back in the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, that's like they say. I mean, it's hard to it's it's hard to even get there, yet alone twice. You know what I mean? Back to back seasons. I mean, and before that, it was what Buffalo, where they made the four straight appearances, lost all of them. But you know, back they in the nineties, yeah. I mean, it's yep. just it's hard to do in today's age of the NFL. You know what I mean? It's it's all offensively driven, and whoever has the best offenses within that specific year usually wins the Super Bowl. And the most consistent and the most consistent quarterback. Odds to take to the bank. <laughs> or <From> a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think next time I sign in, I'm going to erase freight train and just put Brink's truck. (laughs) I I hope you win a million this weekend. Yep. Live from Cancun, it's Steelers Realm. (laughs) Down here in Mexico, man. No, man, but in our avocado farm. Fortunately, I got a feeling it's going to be live from Skid Row. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. Hey, we got some Steelers news to talk about, though. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news. Breaking news. There it is. The intro. TJ Watt is not the defensive player of the year. Say it's not so. It's but, he is, so. but he is the Deacon Jones Award winner. Look. It's like being a bridesmaid, but never the bride. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that didn't see it, and he hasn't said it yet, it went to Miles Garrett, of course. Yes. I need to know, like, what is the metric that they're looking at with this? Okay, does, does sacks, sacks don't matter anymore, apparently. Um, nope. 
finishing the turn, entire season out. How about turnovers created? Hmm? Nope. Because nope. does uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Does Miles Garrett have an interception? Does Miles Garrett no. have any fumble recoveries? I think he does have a fumble recovery, but I don't think he has any um, uh, interceptions. Who had more tackles? Oh, that's definitely TJ. Thank you. Oh, TJ beats him in every in every statistic. Yeah. Well, so what is what is the what is the criteria that they're mo- com- coming off of on this defensive player of the year award? Because to me, it's no contest. It, it, I mean, I'm sure like you take Miles Garrett away from the Browns, it probably affects them, but they still win ball games. We've all seen how important TJ Watt is to our football team. Yeah, We've unfortunately. Seen it. Two unfortunately. years in a row. You take them away from us, we don't win. We don't win. So I don't I don't know if there's some sort of ulterior motive with well, this pick, but it's it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Especially somebody that completely disappeared down the stretch when the, his team needed it the most miles Garrett disappeared and you can't blame it on getting double teamed because DJ Watt got double teamed every single play. Hell he got held every single and play. held yeah, and still got sacks still affected, yep. affected the football team. Miles Garrett, this dis- disappeared. I've seen it. I watched it every week. I live in a Browns market. I watch their games week in and week out. I've seen it live. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just, again, pissed about this again this year. You know, it's it, it's just a bunch of dudes saying who they think it should be. You know, there is no criteria set for any of this stuff. It's just like, you know, what they're, what they're feeling. I don't get it. I don't get it. it should, They're going it, it, completely off a of feel. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it seems I, like I, it. It's, it's unexplainable. It really is. Like, They're not paying any attention to the stats and who leads in what category. I mean, you know, come on. Like, do you think like the overall like disarray of the Steelers season had any play in this decision? Oh sure. You know what I mean? Like the like the Browns went eleven and five. We got help and snuck into the playoffs with our record. You know what I mean? Like this is that what because it, it shouldn't it shouldn't change who the defensive player that should have no say in the matter. It's an individual yeah. award. It's right. not a team award. Right. It's an individual award. So I don't know. Well, I, well here's the thing. So let's even just ask this question. All right. What is a defensive player of the year? And is it or should it always go to a defensive end and or an edge rusher? Or if it was going to go to Miles, or I think if you didn't want to give it to TJ for leading sacks, why not at least give it to what was it, Jordan for the Dallas Cowboys for the most interceptions? Jerron Bland. Jerron Bland. Bland. Mm-hmm. Give it, give it to Bland because he had what seven interceptions and five return for a touchdown. Six. It's six, six returns, okay. seven interceptions. Yeah. Now to me, mm-hmm. that sounds like a pretty good defensive player of the year. And if he would have gotten it, I think I'd have been okay with this choice. But mm-hmm. to know that TJ went ahead and wiped Miles Garrett's you know what in every single category yeah. it's i agree with you jeremiah it's a clown show it's an absolute clown show and you can throw in tj had a defensive touchdown against miles garrett's team absolutely absolutely <laughs> that one is team the football game if that doesn't happen the steelers might not even win the football game might not even make it to the playoffs I don't know. I don't. I don't understand this decision. Uh, there should be backlash. Pittsburgh should be rioting. rioting. Um, I think Roger Goodell and whoever comes up with these awards at the NFL Honors should get uh, so many emails tomorrow that they just have to hit the delete button because there's just not enough time in the year to read all the emails. 
Well, I will say this. I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but TJ did put out a um, a tweet before showing him still at the hotel saying, I'm playing hooky and not going to the awards. Almost as if somebody had called him and let him know that he was being snubbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had some insider Which, information. Some insider yeah. information. Maybe it was JJ. That could have been. Could have been. All you right. never know. So, so a little interesting tidbit while we're on the numbers thing. Um, since 2013, there have been only two players win the Defensive Player of the Year awards that weren't either linebackers, DNs, uh, or linebackers or DNs. Troy Paul Mall, who was one of them. Uh, Luke. Uh, this, this is since uh, 10 years, since 2013. Oh, okay, okay. And just in the last 10 years. So that's 8 out of 10 have been um, either defensive tackles, defensive ends, or linebackers. Um, Aaron, uh, TJ Watt, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, Stephon Gilmore in 2019, and then Luke Cookley for uh, Carolina. Carolina. Yep, as yep. an as an inside linebacker. And then the next one behind that in 2010, Troy. Mm-hmm. And then Charles Woodson before that, year before that, cornerback too. So, but I mean, the trend is there. Looks like eight out of ten times it's going to be a an edge rusher. Yeah, I don't know. I just the ball was my mind. There's no way to defend it. I'm not saying Miles Garrett is a bad player whatsoever. He is very good. But statistically, on a, an award that goes off statistics individually, TJ Watt is defensive player of the year. It's yeah. not even debatable. It really is. I don't care if you're a Browns fan. You look at the stats side by side, it's not even close. No, but hey, it is what it is. Hey, Cleveland's well, got to get a win in something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got to got to play it. So what? you know, something we didn't it happened we haven't talked about, guys. Um, we got a new offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh here. We really haven't had a chance to dive much into that. <laughs> really, it's not Matt Canada. <laughs> it is not Matt Canada anymore. Nor is the, the deadly duo. Mm-hmm. Um, the deadly duo. Yeah. So, gee, you know what? I've read so much shit about him, uh, and I want to break some news right now. By the way, guys, uh, coming up Tuesday the 13th, um, we are going to be doing our final mega cast of the year with Triple B Experience guys over there. Uh, I think Ralph might be showing up, and I think also uh, Mark from uh, Steelers Australia, Steelers Nation Australia will be showing up. But, hey, we'll be bringing our own special guest. I have uh, a written confirmation, not a final confirmation, but Coach Mike Malarkey will be with us uh, for the Megacast as a special guest. And we're looking forward to hearing his experience with Arthur Smith under him uh, during his days in Tennessee. So really looking forward to that, guys. Mm -hmm. Should be a good time. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be our season wrap up. We'll uh, we'll look at our uh, predictions at the beginning of the year and and sit back and laugh. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> but that should be fun. And with with those guys sitting in, it's going to be a great panel, too. So, uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'm hoping we keep it under about two and a half hours <laughs> with with the the air that's going to be flowing. I in wouldn't that. count on it, JT. Uh- <laughs> I wouldn't take that to. Fan duel and put a place bet on it. Yeah, so you'll have. <laughs> I would definitely take in. the over. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. There you go. I I know we couldn't go five minutes, <laughs> and I tried to pick up four of them too for a train. So. <laughs> Uh, so we got Arthur Smith, huh? Hey, yeah, and other changes going on here. Coaches leaving. This is like a Steelers uh, coaching carousel. Mm-hmm. Already, how do, you, how do you feel about it, JT? Uh, we we got to dive into it. We haven't got to talk about it together. You know what? I I don't. 
<laughs> you know, you, you, you look at his experience at, at the city, but did the actual filming in Toronto. <laughs> Gina is really letting us know how our sorry, is. sorry, Gina, we interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds pretty pissed about. It, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> She's not an Arthur fan. <laughs> we don't want to poke the bear. <laughs> Go ahead, JT. You were saying. Oh, uh, I was saying, yeah. So we get a coaching carousel going on here. So uh a wide receiver coach let go. Uh I, I don't know. But anyhow, let's get back to let's get back to Arthur's right. Okay. So Anyhow, I keep hearing something in the background. Maybe I got too many mo- things in my ears. Uh, so, you know, how do you know? How do you know what you read? I mean, I didn't watch the dude. I didn't pay a lot of attention to him. So I'm just happy there's a change. I hope it's for good. Obviously, the Roonies, and I don't know if you saw that interview, some of the takes from, uh, I think, uh, uh, Mr. Pompous Annie. Uh, had an interview with Art Rooney and uh, was saying how I think one of his main points was that they're sick of it. We're going to start waiting, winning playoff games. I was very happy to hear that. Yeah. So happy to hear what he had to say at his president, you know, maybe, maybe they're looking at his experience with Derrick Henry and the running game and the offense when he was OC, not so much of when he was, now, I'm sure there's there's a hell of a lot of difference in in uh, expertise when it comes to head coach managing your other coaches versus being that coach managing your players directly. So mm. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to the change, and I hope it's something that can fit the personnel we have without having to go out and and find a bunch of new pieces to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can make this work. Rely on the run game, and then have a reliable passer to to be able to mix it up, you know, yeah. score points in the yeah. red zone, mm-hmm. touchdowns. So that's all I feel, you know, it was a, what a three-year contract. So, you know, three years to make it happen. Which we've now went from handing out two-year contracts. And so now we're giving out three-year contracts. We're, we're moving up here. Yeah. <laughs> and we interviewed how many offensive coordinators? A handful. Three? A handful, Three? to say the least. Yes. I, that's the one thing. So I'll, I'll go next to you if you don't mind. That's the, that's the one thing that, like, irritated me when this hire happened. And I don't feel like the Steelers completely did their due diligence when it came to the interviewing process for this position. I think they knew originally who they wanted to shoot for, but they – just kind of did a little bit of their due diligence by hire by interviewing a couple of these other candidates, which would not have fit the mold in Pittsburgh. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. And then we hire Arthur Smith. And originally I was kind of pissed about it because you look at his tenure in Atlanta and they had the potential to be some very good offenses in Atlanta. They had some young talent over there, like Kyle Pitts. They drafted Bajon Robinson at running back this past year. And, you know, a slew of other ones, Drake London, the big wide receiver. And they just couldn't put it together. He, it was like he couldn't understand how to use all these tools to succeed. And then you look back and you're like, well, he did have inconsistent play at the quarterback position, which we currently have. So I was like, how is he going to come over here and fix our issues when he couldn't fix those issues over there? And then I look at what he did in Tennessee, and it kind of fits the mold with what we have now. A strong running game uh, and some good offensive weapons on the outside. He had A.J. Brown in Tennessee. Now, the thing that I'm looking for that – kind of excited me a little bit about this hire is Arthur Smith is going to give our offense an identity right off the rip. I think he's going to make it so we find our identity early on in the season, which all indications point to it's going to be with running the football. 
instead of waiting like we have been the past three, four seasons of not finding our identity of our offense until later on in the season where it's playing hero ball and not playing the way that we should be playing. So that's why I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited about this. It's, it's a change. <clears throat> I really wish they would have gave Cliff Kingsbury an interview, you know, seeing what he could have done because mm-hmm. I think that would have opened the window for different opportunities, especially at the quarterback position. But I think ultimately this is what fits either Kenny or if they're going to trade for another quarterback, which we might get into, that there is a rumor that we might be coming after to kind of resurrect his career a lot like he did kind of with Ryan Tannehill. Are you done or you want 10 oh, more minutes? The, the king of long-winded answers is asking I'm, I'm just, Dude, I'm I just, just asking. Went, I just went for like three minutes and didn't even bring in a betting reference. <laughs> yes, you just did. <laughs> well, hey, first of all, first of all, breaking news. I want to congratulate Cam Hayward. After all these years, he did finally secure the Walter Payton man. Oh, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. That's the Steelers so, award we were getting. Okay. There you go. So kudos to Cam. And then and then just so anybody's listening, what TJ failed to do was win the metrics in pass rush win rate and pressure rate while being double teamed at a higher rate. Okay, just I want you all just to digest that and we'll talk oh about this next year when we get Lord. stubbed again. But <laughs> but 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 there there's 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 a smooth over on that. Going back to our OC. I'm going to I'm going to keep this simple. Uh, first of all, I think that they've had more than enough time to evaluate the entire um, offensive coordinators, young guys who was there. I really feel that they had it whittled down to one to two players. I think they really wanted the Rams OC, but when it looked like he was going to end up going to Atlanta, um, they weren't going to go ahead and get him. I think Arthur was number two on their list. I think the guy brings a an identity of smash mouth football. He has Pittsburgh Steelers ties going to, as you've already mentioned, Mike Malarkey, mm-hmm. Ken Hunt, right? Cower, um, players that have played. But the one that I found the most intriguing was Tom Moore. Mm-hmm. Tom Moore, mm-hmm. the the original OC man back in the seventies, and and there was just some things about him. And the other thing that I like too is he's going to open up the middle of that field. We're going to see them use the tight ends because out of all the changes so far, we've already went ahead and interviewed or brought in or worked out. I'm sorry, three tight ends. Wait a minute, guys. Last time I checked, I thought we had a pretty good tight end room. But you felt uh, the need to bring in three more to, yeah. to work out? Honestly, so, T.A., another position that he likes to use, I'm not trying to interrupt you by any stretch of the imagination. It just reminded me that I wanted to throw this in here. Arthur Smith likes to use the fullback a lot as well in his offensive scheme, which opens the door to involve Cam or uh, Connor Hayward in this offense once again. That opens a big door for this offense. Mm-hmm. So thank that you double back seat. set. Right. Thank you for stealing my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to say that. I'm sorry. But but that's okay. (laughs) I'll I'll give it to you. At least I said the right thing, though. You know what I mean? You did. The season's (laughs) over, too. So what I'd like to see is is let's see where he's at, what he's going to do. And and going to the the carousel, look, we already got rid of Frisman Jackson. Looking at bringing in Zach Azani. You know, he came from the Jets, came from Denver. He's got a pretty good background of really coaching some young receivers. And granted, I would have liked to see Heinz Ward because I think we need a little bit of mental toughness in there, but we're not there. The other thing is, is the Steelers for the first time, we're looking at a passing game position coach. And that guy is expected to be Tom Arth. Now, look, I really like what this guy did or has done with Justin Herbert in San Diego. Uh And if we can ink this guy, 
I think the arrows are all pointing in the right direction for us to take this young offense. We get a couple of pieces in the draft, i.e. probably a center, maybe a true left tackle or right tackle, because I'm okay with Broderick being on the right-hand side. I, I don't care if you bring in another big left side guy or you bring in a right and you bring Broderick over. But I think you pick up two pieces. I think Arthur has enough pieces here to really score points, especially in the red zone. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, we got breaking news here. Uh-oh. There you go. The Steelers have now hired me. I will be working on the <laughs> offense. Chris, thank you, brother. Thank you. I will never forget the little guys who got me there, by the way. I want you all to know that. And, oh, and it's going to be you. ice cream Sundays for everybody <laughs> after the game once I get into Heinz Field. Nice, nice. Uh, DA, now, it's in the sheet that we're going to talk about it coming up here within the next two topics. Do you think that them adding these positions and putting the people in place that they are, are they going all in and getting Kenny everything that he needs to succeed? Or do you think that we are actually in play to bringing in another quarterback from an outside source? Hmm. Look, if, if we believe everything the media says, by the time draft day moves around here, we're going to have 22 quarterbacks vying for the number one spot. Yeah, on this <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. But, but let's be honest here, guys. It, it's going to be a long off season, and here we go. We're already in this thing. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> rather than go down that long path, it's going to be the preseason. Why don't we just go to our, uh, just kind of wrap it up with our keys to victory to the big game. We'll save some of that stuff. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of player personnel, a lot of coaching personnel, and a lot of rumor mill floating around too. So, um, but what what do you think? You want to move on to keys to victory? We're kind of up yeah, against I mean, it here. Yeah, we got three minutes. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and start, first of all, I'm excited where the Steelers are going. That has nothing to do with the Super Bowl, but I am excited where we're going. As far as the Super Bowl goes, <laughs> good wrap up. Me, just show me some good commercials. All right. I'm looking forward to some good food. And most importantly, I'm kind of with you, Jeremiah. I don't need somebody else for the sixth Super Bowl win, but I also don't need to watch the creation of the next Tom Brady. So I am very torn. So at the end of the day, let the best team win. My personal thought is, is you're going to see Mahomes take it, and we're going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of about a 29 to 26 win, Kansas City. They're taking the over. Taking the over. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm a lot like what T.A. just said. You know, I'm excited about – the hires and the direction that it appears that the front office is kind of involving themselves in with these, this hiring process, along with Mike Tomlin to kind of putting some pieces together that have a really good shot at succeeding with a young offense, because let's be honest, like with the offense that we have and the young players we have, there's no reason why this team can't average 20 some plus points a game. You just can't tell me anything different. So I think, this is the right hires. I think that we'll find an identity finally early on in the season that we've been starving for for years under the freaking Matt Canada system and whatever the hell we had at the end of the last season. Um, as far as the Super Bowl goes, I'm taking San Francisco in this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty close game up to halftime, and then San Francisco pulls away at the end. I got San Francisco winning 33 to 27, or I'm sorry, 33 24. I'm sorry. Uh, Christian McCaffrey with the MVP award. Um, yeah, and we'll have company in that six Super Bowl category to give us motivation to get our shit together. Very good. Well, we got a, a write in, vote in, <laughs> a write in ballot. Uh, Chris picking Kansas City 34 24 
which buys me a few more seconds for me to come up with my pick. But um, I'm thinking that, you know, Kansas City has the edge here in a way in that they've been here before. And uh, however, you know, I've been leaning that way, but I still think and I'm rooting for San Francisco to pull this one out. And uh, I'm gonna just going to say San Francisco is going to go uh, 27 to 24. San Francisco. But I think that's going to be um, – it's going to be a close game until the end. I think Brock Purdy is going to pull it out, possibly MVP. Boom, stamp it. That would be a good storyline. Yeah, it would be really cool. Was it irrelevant? JT, I just want to say farewell to everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I personally am taking the over that I will see Miss Swift thirty thousand fucking times. As <laughs> the MVP. Peace and enjoy the game. No. And I, on that note, am going to take the over that I'm going to eat 30,000 chicken wings and probably smash six avocados into a sweet but tangy guacamole. (laughs) Nice. Nice. I plan to have something on the griddle on my Blackstone. I'm sure it will be smoking with something yummy. And, uh, hey. Looking forward to this offseason, Steeler fans. Thanks yeah. for tuning in, guys. Careful in the hot tub. Gentlemen, have a great weekend. Enjoy the show. Adios. And uh, puppy bowl. Don't miss the puppy bowl. Oh, yeah, can't. Peace out. Careful in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs>